This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. A lot of people are talking about uh, the fight that happened on the sidelines between the Washington football team uh, defensive line mates, Deron Payne and uh, Jonathan Allen, I believe, were the two young men who, uh, you know, got into a little bit of a... a an altercation, a little, not a scuffle all the way, but, you know, you can't mush a guy, especially with the one finger mush. You can't, you know, the the the, hand, the open hand to the face is the ultimate disrespect along with spitting on somebody, but the one finger mush to the head is one of those things where it's like you either know what the person is going to do or you know what they're not going to do, uh, to, 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 to put it plainly. But uh, those kind of things happen on the sideline, or is this something that is a sign of something that's been uh, probably brewing for a little while? Because both those dudes play with Alabama at each with each other as well. So these guys have known each other for a little bit of time. So I'm going to leave it to the experts, the guys who have roamed NFL sidelines, maybe seen or engaged in these types of things. Uh, but not my guys, because both of them are, are cool, calm, collected dudes. No, nobody would fly off the handle, right, Ry? Hey, with me, I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a very calm and collected guy. I'm not, I'm not a real big fighter. I don't, I don't fight a lot. And but when I do fight, it's like you can't hold me back. So the thing is, I was talking to one of my best friends about this whole situation, and he was like, "Man, right." If somebody punch you in your face in front of your mama on national TV, what you gonna do? Look at look at the lens that has to be put in, by the way. <laughs> right. So then I, I, I was like, hey, I'm gonna be honest. If I was like, I'm working, so I'm not about to get in a whole fight on this on, on in national TV with this guy. I'm not about to do that right now. But like, we gonna we gonna talk later. We gonna damn sure talk later. But I'm not about to lose my check over this. Uh, but obviously, something was going on. But you, the one thing you're not about to do is put your hands in my face. You're not about to put your hands in my face, and that's the one. And that's the one thing, like, and they both know that. Like, even Deron Payne, he know like if somebody put his hand in my face and mush me, I'm gonna do something too. He just didn't expect to get punched from somebody sitting down. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, oh snap. You know what I'm saying? Like, his man low key, Ryan and James. His man held him down too because he only he only fired one of them things at him. Like y'all know, yeah. like that's that brother get up off me kind of vibe because you know if it would have been anybody else that that they would have put their hands on a 290 plus pound man's face, there would have been more than one punch fired off. No, 100. percent To me, it's just certain things you do when you want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and like, and like, and like you said, it's 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 two or three things you do when you when you know, like, bro, you gotta see me. Number one, the ultimate disrespect is spitting on somebody. Number two, like you said, full hand and face, little boy, get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? You ain't about nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then poking me in the head like you a punk, you, you all that, you know, bro. 
teammate or not, that's not going down, man. We got a problem. Look at what we have to go through as men. Like, like the things that just can't happen to us. <laughs> you don't feel like doing this to yourself. Like, what do you, you That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, this right here to yourself is like, boy, who you think you're talking to? <laughs> you, get, you get mad at your left hand. Like, what left hand? Why would you ever think that this was okay? Well, what I will say, and I'm sure Ryan has, has, has dealt with the same thing. You've seen heated conversations with teammates on the sideline. We trying to win. You, we we trying to win. We trying to get on the same page, whether it's offense or defense. We are trying to win. So I'm good with you getting on me. I'm good with you, like man, come on, bro. Like man, let's let's go. Like talking, having them conversations. On, but you're not finna put your hands on me. And once you when, once you put your hands on me, the teammate aspect of it goes out the window. You know what I'm saying? Like like even with my little kids, my my two my two little boys. You know, my oldest, my oldest know that he's stronger than his little brother and all that type stuff. And his little brother swing on him every now and then. I tell my oldest, fire on him. <laughs> like, like straight, like, like you got to, at one point, you got to let him know you big bro. You know what I'm saying? Fire on him. Like, and that's blood. You not gonna put your hands on me. And like you said, my grandma watching, wife watching, mama watching, boy. <laughs> You can't go back in that house. You tell the shorties to take the garbage out. Like, hey, what? You ain't tell that man to take the garbage out when he had his hands in your face. And not only that, I'm telling my kids to fire on each other. I'm gonna get in the locker room after they watch everything like that. You just let Buddy poke you in the head. <laughs> no, no, I don't care what. I don't care what it was. What they was heated about. When I had first, when I had first seen it. I'm like, hey, he swung on him. And then I looked again. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's supposed to get swung on. You know what I'm saying? Whether it, whether it's teammates or not. But, yeah, you – you, I mean, come on, big dog, no. You cannot be poking nobody. In the head. Has it happened to either one of you guys? No. Oh, yeah, no. no, 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 no. No? Like I said, he he did exchanges. He did exchange? Okay. Everybody know I'm not a very, like, confrontational type of guy. So, like, even, like, what, like right. Bud and them, the boys, everybody on our defense want to fight. Like, they want to fight the other team. I'm like, bro, we got helmets on, bro. Like, I'm not about to be out here fighting. That's the other thing. I've never understood the slapping or punching of a fiberglass helmet. Like, that's that could get you in some trouble. You can, you can miss right. the game. Yeah, you can miss game checks, and you can miss games for being hurt. And I, I was like, I ain't doing neither one of them. I understand all that, but like Ryan said, once they get mad and they get him near, it ain't no holding him back. Some of these dudes just get mad and get there, and you you just fire, and you like, I don't care if I break my hand, boy, I'm finna. Fly. <laughs> you know, you not you not think you not thinking about that. That's the problem. That's the problem. Now we got to take it to the place, and and this is this is maybe a shout out to these guys, but. I know, and when I ask the question, I want the person who pops into your head first to be the answer. I don't want y'all couching this. Who that you guys have played Holy. with in your previous time? It already popped into James Jones's head, and I know it's popping into Ryan Shazier's head. Who have you played with that you knew uh, was uh, a, a tick away from firing on somebody, or the person who like stayed on an edge where it was like <laughs> just uncomfortable enough for everybody else in the locker room? Who was that person with y'all? Who was that teammate? Since both of y'all are mild mannered, you know, everyday dads who happen to just play football, who was that guy that y'all played with? I ain't gonna lie, man, I had three. So one was P Pouncey. Pouncey gonna take off on you immediately. Like if you disrespect him, all his homie, he he take it off. It don't you don't like Pouncey can see you fighting at the thirty yard line. That boy thirty yards away, he gonna run over there and punch dude in the face, and he don't even know why you fighting. The second Bud, cause like Bud just like to fight. Like Bud just like he like Bud Dupree. He like Bud Crawford. It's just like man, it's a fight. I'm fighting. You know what I'm saying? And then and then I'm gonna say AB, and I feel like AB has like the he he got to get out of mud. Like he's always fighting. Like not like he's like he's fighting for everything he got type of guy. So like if you come at him any type of way, he he willing to take off. You know what I'm saying? Like he willing to like, you know, or he has somebody do it for him. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so for the for the uninitiated, A B is Antonio Brown. You know, Ryan Shazier got famous friends the same as James Jones out here. So James, who is it for you? Uh, for me, man, I don't know if you guys remember Nick Barnett, the linebacker, played for the 56, right? He was an animal on the field, but yeah, uh, zero to a hundred. Yeah, zero, zero to a hundred real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. He, I mean, obviously, if you watched him play, man, he was, you know, all over the field. You could kind of, you could kind of see it in some guys by the way they play. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
you know, they about that. Nick Collins was another one. I don't know. I mean, you, you Bears fan, you, you, Nick yeah, Collins, yeah, you know, Nick, yeah, Nick career guy. Yeah, remember, remember all the people who made plays against the Bears. Yeah, yeah, Nick, Nick career got cut short because you know he got that injury. But you know, Nick Collins was another one that you know what I'm saying. You, you always had eyes on them boys like that because you know it was just a matter of time. You know what I'm saying before it was about to go down. You know what I mean, but. Yeah, we all, I mean, everybody play with those hotheads that, you know what I mean, they, you know, at any time, you know what I mean, be ready to go. It's funny that, that Shazier mentioned Pouncey because something about centers, and now is one of the, you know, one of the, the, the best dudes in the media game and here in the city of Chicago. Uh, but Olin Krutz, Olin Krutz for a long time was the dude who Bears fans all knew that if you got to pop in, Olin Krutz was somewhere <laughs> around cleaning up a pile, you know, throwing somebody around. Hell, he got into it at the FBI shooting range with Fred Miller, hit him upside the head with a weight. You know, go ahead and do your Googles on that. It's always O-line, D-line, though. They the grimiest ones, you know what I mean? They in the trenches. They yeah. always the grimiest ones, the O-line. D line, man. You know, yeah, the, the corners and the wide receivers—they, you know, they ain't got to worry about that, right? Just not, not as physical out there on the perimeter. Even though, even though there's some, you know, the Aqib leaves of the world and dudes like that who have uh, famously <laughs> been ready to. And, and Pac Man Jones, this boy fighting in the airport. Yeah, yeah, and and that that is a name that I will never, ever, ever mention nor go against is one Adam Pac-Man Jones because uh, Adam Adam kept it cooking. All right, so now to the on-the-field situations that we have to discuss. Which one of y'all two believe in the Miami Dolphins? Because they have won seven straight games. Uh, I'm still in the mode of, yeah, the, the defense is playing their asses off, and Tua has obviously made some steps coming along the way. This is one of those teams that uh, I think we're going to be talking about a lot next year, uh, but is this a is this a squad that one is a playoff team for y'all, and two is a team that you believe in? Because winning seven straight games in the NFL is hard, no matter who you are, right? So it is to be respected and commended. I just maybe it's it, maybe it's the packaging on the can, right? Like when you when you see something and it's like, okay, this is the the generic version and this is the premium version. I'm not saying the Dolphins are the generic version of anything, but maybe it's the fact that I haven't had to get used to the Dolphins being a team that I respected. But seven games in a row is something. James, so let's start with you. Are the Dolphins for real? And uh, is this a playoff team? I have not tuned in to to watch a lot of exciting Miami games. So just just having the opportunity to watch them last night. Number one, what I do know is they could play defense. That's what that's what I do know. So you know, even watching them last night, I know the the, the Saints is on their 18th string quarterback and all that. And you're supposed to make him look like that. You know what I mean? But it's a lot of teams that lost games that they were supposed to win. You know what I'm saying? They went out there last night in dominant fashion. That defense stepped up, made some plays, got some takeaways and all that. So, And even against the really good teams, they, they, they could play defense. The, the, the answer is, can Tua find ways to score on offense and make plays and move the football on good teams? I love the way they're using Jalen Waddle, but I am not a believer in Tua. So with that being said... I don't think Tua wins these last two games against the Titans and against the Patriots, and I don't think they make the playoffs. And I, 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 I truly believe they still – I think they're a couple years back because of Tua. I don't know if Tua is that quarterback. I don't care how good your defense is. I don't care – I don't think Tua is that quarterback to, to take this team into the playoff. So I think, you know, if they make a trade for Deshaun Watson or something like that next year or something, yes, they got action. A Russell Wilson or something, they got action. You know what I mean? But I don't think two was the guy for this franchise to lead this franchise into the playoffs and to compete the way they want to compete. Ryan, your thoughts on these Dolphins? He could put up a schedule, but I did. The boys, they, they beat Josh Allen, but that's a divisional, so understand. Then the boys had David Mills, Lamar Jackson, mm. Zach Wilson, no, mm. no, no, Mike White, mm. Cam Newton, mm. Mike Glenn, Zach Wilson, and Ian Book. I mean, we, on, can't, we can't pick who we play, but, man, if we could, give me them teams. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's a soft landing, man. <laughs> give me them. <laughs> In that order. Hey, so – Hey, so all I'm saying is that tell you how I feel about them. Like, why is why is, why is other people over here going against Dax and and Patrick Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers and stuff? Their defense is on point. Their defense is on point, and their defense is keeping them in every single game. 
But I don't, I don't, I don't believe in like you said, Tua. I don't believe in their offense. Like Miles Gaston is a really good running back, but I don't feel like he's the one who can carry the load if Tua's not playing well. And then if, if they can't run the ball, they're scheming stuff up. But teams in the playoff, they're not about to let you water them to death. That's what they're not about to do. And not only that, you're not gonna be able to water them to death because they're gonna score. Yeah, you're gonna have to put up more than twenty one. You're not gonna play too many teams like the Saints that's not gonna not gonna score. You know what I'm saying? Like they they gonna score the football, you know. That's why I think these last two games is key. You know, Tennessee got a solid team, and then obviously the Patriots got a solid team, two teams that we believe is gonna be in the playoffs. So We'll see how they look going into these last two games. But go ahead, Ryan, because you're right. They 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 can't they can't if they can't run it. I feel like they're kind of in the same boat as the Steelers. It's like they winning games, but it's like if we get to the playoffs, we probably gonna get knocked out first round. You know what I'm saying? Even if if, if we make it, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's kind of the situation that the Dolphins are in. I feel like the Dolphins' last two games are harder than the Steelers' last two games to try to get into the playoffs. If you really think about it, like we beat Tennessee, but Tennessee is starting to have people come back. Obviously, the COVID, I don't know, like, the way they got the COVID rules, and I don't know who can play, who can't play. Like, I don't know how that works. And, and Derrick Henry might just be a month out. You know, you might if you win a playoff game, if you're Tennessee, you might get him for that second round game. And then, and then it, I think A.J. Brown is back. Like, we yes, didn't play against A.J. Brown, and, you know, Julio might be coming back, you know. So, and then they have the Patriots. Yeah, they beat the Patriots at the beginning of the season, but I don't think they'll beat the Patriots again. I'm, I don't think so. Like, Mac Jones, to me, is playing better than Tua. And their defense is about the same level. And it, to me, I think, you know, it's going to come to coaches, and I, I feel like he's going to out-coach them in that situation. You guys mentioned running the football, how important that is. And we've talked about it a lot on this pod. Uh, one of those sneaky, important injuries that occurred in this last week of football is the Daryl Henderson going to the IR. The Rams have mentioned, and Sean McVay has mentioned, that Cam Akers might get a look here. But over the last, I think, few weeks or so, nobody's thrown more interceptions than Matt Stafford. Uh, the Rams are trying to put up 27, 30 points a game, but they're also giving away some possessions. Uh, they, they might just be one-dimensional going forward if Cam Akers is on the mend and Daryl Henderson isn't there. How big an injury is this, not only for the Rams, but impacting the NFC playoff picture if the Rams aren't able to run the football and have to solely put it in the hands of Matt Stafford to win playoff games, guys? You know what? Matthew Stafford threw three picks, and they still won that game in a dominant fashion. Because this defense is starting to wake up. This, this defense is starting to wake up and be stingy. You watch them over the last couple of weeks, they start they starting to wake up and be stingy. I mean, they were stingy in, in Arizona without Jalen Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? So they they starting to wake up and be stingy. So I still believe that they can find ways to win games in the playoffs, you know, and make a move, even if Matthew Stafford don't play well and, and, and turn the ball over and things like that because of, because of the defense. But Sony Michelle – they gonna get Cam Akers back, like, and Sean McVay is—he's saying I'm gonna run the ball. You know what I'm saying, which is good. You know, the last the last couple of weeks, Sony Michelle been doing his job on the ground, running the ball, and and allowing Matthew Stafford to play action pass. I, I I truly believe just watching the Rams now because I know this defense is gonna get a little bit more chemistry with each other. Von Miller gonna come along. That's a scary team, man. You know, and not, and not only that, you like I said, you're going to get Cam Akers back. And if Cam Akers could come back off that Achilles as fast as he did and look like the Cam Akers before he got hurt, it, it's, it's going to gonna be a problem. How, how scary, though, James? Because I, I put them ahead of the Cardinals in terms of the way they've been playing, but I still have them behind the Buccaneers. I still have them behind the Packers, and I still have them right there with the Cowboys. So how scared were you talking? I got them in front of the Buccaneers, and not just because they beat the brakes off the Buccaneers, but strictly the Buccaneers going to be without Chris Godwin the whole time. And not only that, the Rams is one of the few teams that could play Tom Brady, rush four, drop seven, and still make it hard on them. You know what I mean? And that's, I feel like that's why they always give Tom Brady problems. I mean, if you go back to last year, the Rams have beat up on Tom Brady, you know, strictly because they can rush four and drop seven. And you got guys back there that can cover, you know, like Jalen Ramsey and them. So I don't know if Tampa's a team that want to see the Rams. I, I think right now, if you look at that NFC, I think it's Packers-Rams in that NFC championship again. 
not again, but I uh, only reason why I said again because I know they played in Lambeau this year. But I think it's I think it's Packers Rams. If Cam Akers could come back and be the Cam Akers, if you can have a Cam Akers and a Sony Michelle running the ball, they running the ball, and and, and Matthew Stafford play action pass. I think it's I I think they headed to Green Bay for the NFC Championship. How you feeling about the Rams, right? Man, I I think they're a really solid team. To me, it's kind of crazy how fast Cam Akers just came back from this injury. Yeah, man. You know, like like to me, like, I understand people heal fast, but like. Man, I just hope he not. I hope he not just rushing it. Honestly, that's that's my biggest. That's my biggest concern. I know they're trying to win the Super Bowl and all that, but I just don't want him to come out here rushing it. Then now he got a whole nother season. Right, I'm telling you, man, this technology that's starting to come out nowadays, man. I'm telling you, dudes is gonna tear their ACL in the middle of the season, man, and they're gonna be back in two months. <laughs> on that, on that, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> the technology is just going that way now. They gonna they gonna find something to be like, oh, we if we just trim a little bit of this, oh yeah, he'll be back in two months. Like it's it's coming. Like dudes is recovering and coming back even faster and faster, man. You know it's it's wild. No, that's no, it's awesome. It's awesome. You know what I'm saying? But I just I hope he ain't rushing it. But I know everybody talking about Matt Stafford, all these picks. Yes. But if you look at his stats, this is actually one of his best years of his yeah. career. He, he he turned the ball over a little bit right now, but. Uh, I think that he's going to still figure it out. Like you were saying, the Rams are scary on offense because now Odell is cooking, and everybody said Odell was pretty decent. And I, I, I'm going to be honest. You know, I would be honest. I said Odell was good, but I didn't think that he would play well, you know, with, with they already being a big dog, and he's playing well with the big dog there. You know, I'm going I'm to give it to James. He said that he would be all right, you know. but Hey, by the way, who's hold on, hold on, fella. Who, who's that big dog that we speaking of? Cooper Cubs. I agree with you that. I, I agree, I agree with, you with you on Cooper Cubs, you know too, man. You know, he just he, he in the top five. <laughs> Look at him. He can't even. He can't even. He can't even let it ride all the way. You know, he he got to hit, exactly. hit him with that. Got to hit him with that. Go that ahead, <laughs> You know, right? See, there it you is. Know, man. Hey, I can't get <laughs> Of course, he can. It's the only thing I had all year long. <laughs> the only thing I got right all year long is Cooper Cup. <laughs> no, he's playing the best this year. But oh, here we go. See, we ain't gonna do this again. <laughs> right, no, I know. I know. I know. He's playing the best. He's about to break. It's like he's about to break most of the records. But obviously, you know what I'm saying. But but, he, but I still can't give it to him. Um. Uh, and then their defense, like you said, their defense can hold up with the with the Bucks when it comes to, when it comes to like rushing, dropping seven. But the Bucks defensive backs cannot stay with them. They cannot stay with them. And based on how long Shaq Barrett is out, that can also hurt the Bucks bad too. Oh, I forgot you know, so about I, that. Yeah. So so I think I think the Rams mm. they have they're gonna they're gonna be dangerous in the playoffs. The biggest thing for the Rams is they're so used to playing. And so far, where you see you see the uh, you see the sun at nighttime, and you know when it's raining, beautiful you got, conditions. You got you can see the rain. Your beautiful conditions. They got they gonna have to go to Lambo, and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing. You know, Odell played in, in, in Cleveland, but he played a little different in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the cold. You know, Vaughn played in the cold, but I don't know how the Rams are going to adjust to the cold. Matt Stafford, he played in the cold, but it was in the dome. You know, so all all that all that play a role in. You know, win the Super Bowl. You know, and, and to me, I think Green Bay is best suited in the NFC to win a Super Bowl right now because they have everything in place. And I think the Rams do too, but they're still like, like you know, Cam Akers is coming in. Like they're 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 getting something and getting some, like taking something back. It's like they're they're losing pieces and getting them back. So it's not they they still don't have the same chemistry. While Green Bay, they had all their guys hurt and now they're getting healthy. And they still pushing forward, you know. So I, I think, uh, I think they're gonna be good. Like you said, I agree with uh, James. When I think it's gonna be the Rams and Packers in the in the, in the NFC. Hey, that that Shaq Beard, I mean, was just a that's huge. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I I seen on a ticker where you know Bruce Aaron said ACL MCL, but he might be back in a couple of weeks. I'm like, that ain't no might be back. If you say yeah, he if you say, but I'm saying if you sprain both of them, that ain't that ain't no might be back no no time soon. Now if you just say MCL or something, that's okay. A couple weeks or something, you might be back. But you're trying to bend the corner and big boys pushing on you and all that type stuff with the ACL MCL. That's tough, but that's a big blow to they big blow to they defense, man. So yeah, Tampa just going in the wrong direction for me. 
you know. So that's that's why I got the Rams. Rams over there. Rams the Packers head of that NFC. Yeah, and Tom Brady forcing that ball now that Antonio Brown. Now that Chris Godwin is out, I'm I, I, I've bet against Tom Brady a few times. And yeah, obviously this this team, especially on the defensive side, they've got their their shortcomings with injuries. But uh, I, I'm interested to see how this Buccaneers team is going to uh, going to going to fare in the playoffs. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. And speaking of the playoff picture, we got a few teams that have already clinched their division. You got the Chiefs, you got the Packers, Cowboys, the Bucks, like we mentioned. Uh, the, the Rams and the Cardinals are in there as well. Give me a team that you wouldn't want to face in the playoffs, in the AFC and the NFC right now. Like, who, who are you looking at? Because that AFC side, uh, the Chiefs the Chiefs starting to play ball at the right time, the right way. And defensively, they, they flipped the switch. Uh, and I'm sure we can go back and look at who they've played. But uh, I think the Chiefs, after all the consternation in the first six, seven weeks of the season, I feel like they found their groove. We talked about the Miami Dolphins, but that's not a team that anybody's scared to face. Who who in that AFC right now are you looking at, guys, that you're like, okay, this is a squad that might be, uh, might be tough to deal with uh, come playoff time? This is easy for me. This is easy. And it's the Colts. There's nobody. There's nobody. Uh, NFC – AFC, <laughs> BFC, <laughs> there is nobody that wants to see the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor right now, man. Especially them boys getting they, all of their linemen back off of COVID. You got Quentin Nelson and them boys coming back. There is, I mean, Darius Leonard coming back. There's nobody that wants to see the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts is number one in the NFL and taking the football away on defense. And they running the air out of the ball on offense. And everybody know they running the air out of the ball. The Cardinals had 32 people in the box, right? <laughs> and them boys were still running the football. And then, yes, Carson Wentz made a couple of throws at the end of the game, which Carson Wentz can do. Everybody's saying, can Carson Wentz be the guy? To Carson Wentz, if he's healthy, he can make these throws. We've seen Carson Wentz make throws. He can make these throws. Who can't make the throws one-on-one? -on -one? There's 19 people in the box. Okay. He, he can make these throws to T.Y. Hilton and, and, and Michael Pittman one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and that's what he did. But this team, like I said, man, they built on the defensive side of the ball, Buckner. The, uh, you know, Darius Leonard, you know, they number one in takeaways. And like I said, you can't stop Jonathan Taylor knowing that off the bus he's going to get 30 carries and you still can't stop him. I think the Colts is a team that nobody wants to see. Nobody. I'm going to have to go with the Eagles. And the, and the reason I'm going to say the Eagles, because you, you, you stole my, my Colts. The reason I'm going to say the Eagles is because I really feel like Jalen Hurts is starting to figure – he's starting to figure things out. And I think that they actually like, hey, he, this is our quarterback. And with them saying this is our quarterback, that you know that 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 puts a lot of tr like trust, faith, and like you know that that makes you feel that makes you feel good, man. The city of Philadelphia is behind them. Devontae Smith is is playing well for a rookie. Uh, they're they're I think they're just really figuring things out over there. Uh, and their last three games, they they smoked everybody that's kind of been in front of them. Obviously, they they ain't been the best teams, but they've been beating up who they're supposed to beat up. They beat up the Jets, they beat up Washington, they beat up New York, and they they play Washington again. We're gonna see how how it turns out. But the true testament is them versus the the Cowboys the last week of the season. Mm. You know, so we're gonna we're gonna see how it pan out. But I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles since since he stole the Colts from me. I I think the Colts are the one team if they get into the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run and make it to the Super Bowl because they're good enough to do that. Like, you know, they're good enough to do that because they can run the ball 
and they play defense. If you can run the ball and play defense, you can make it to the Super Bowl. The Miles Sanders injury, we're gonna have to keep an eye on, though, right? But even with even with that, though, man, the, I love that Eagles pick because the Eagles ain't messing around running the football. No, they physical as hell. And every time they throw the football, Jalen Hurts is out of the pocket. You know what I mean? It's the same things we've been begging for Matt Nagy to do. You know, the Eagles getting Jalen Hurts out of the pocket. Throwing the football, they running him, they using his legs. I mean, the boy put 897 pounds on his back, you know, squatting and all that at Alabama. He's strong, you know, but they using his legs and they using that in the run game as well with Scott and Miles Sanders. So even if Miles Sanders is not there, they still going to run the football. And like Ryan said, if you could run it and play defense, you got a chance to shock people, man. And that's exactly what the Eagles and the Colts is doing right now. The Eagles' defense is probably a top five defense over these last five weeks. Taking the football away, three and outs and all that, they probably a top five defense over the last five weeks in the National Football League. They are running the ball and playing defense. So the Eagles are scary. Obviously, the Colts are scary. These are are probably two teams in the playoffs that if you do see, it's going to be like, oh, shit. (laughs) And on top of it, they I think they have the best defensive player that nobody talks about enough, which is Javon Hargrave. Like that dude wrecks a lot of games, right? And they, you know, coming off of how how dominant Fletcher Cox has been for so many years on that Eagles defensive line, they got another dude. You look at the numbers. I mean, this dude. You, we talk about Aaron Donald. We talk about a lot of defensive players, especially on that line. That dude is getting the percentages and and, and beating beating uh, single teams and and commanding double teams on a on a, a a pretty much a weekly basis now so Javon Hargrave is one of those dudes who if you haven't watched Eagles football you know nestle up to a TV and see how that dude gets down because he's uh he is definitely a game wrecker speaking of uh, uh wrecking a game and not in a good way uh the San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo tore his UCL and uh, has a fracture in his right thumb so presumably that is the end of his season uh this is a 49ers team just like the Eagles, I think, in the NFC a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about like, all right, now they're trying to figure something out. If they get in, they're they're a different type team now. Uh, You know, the the Tennessee Titans, obviously, a physical bunch in their own right, trying to get Derrick Henry back here in a couple of weeks. And like you mentioned, A.J. Brown is back. But this this seals the deal for the San Francisco 49ers. Correct, guys? Is it about for the season? Yeah. I mean, because it's it's only so much you can ask of Trey Lance or or whoever's backing up. Yeah, but I still – I mean, the Niners still got a chance to make it. Debo can't play every position, y'all. Come on now. He can't. He can't. So, so they they can they can make it. They can make it because like, the Rams are already in. So, but this so this is the tricky thing. They're gonna beat the Texans next. Okay. Year. The Rams ain't gonna. And hurt. they own the Rams <laughs> though. They own the Rams. The Rams. The Rams don't like seeing the Niners on the schedule, man. The, the Niners got the Rams number for real. They just the Niners. They know how to play the Rams. They more offensive. James, stop selling tickets to a fight. I'm serious. Tell, you selling tickets to a fight right now? They, they, they know what, if the Rams lose to the when the last time the Rams beat if the they Niners lose to the 49ers with no Jimmy Garoppolo, then everything that should be said about the Rams will be said about the Rams. That's that a, might be true, but this is a division game, and the Rams ain't beat the Niners in three years. I feel you. But you you ain't gonna tell me that a rookie quarterback or backup quarterback should beat you in a situation where you playing for playoff seed. No, it's just knowing how to play. It's just knowing how they to go play one and one. They can still go. They go one and one. They can still go. I think it's a wrap because they go one and one. They no, if they go one and one. They nine and seven. They they nine yeah. and eight. Everybody else. So them they nine and eight. They, no, the Eagles if they win one and one, they go one and one. They in. The Vikings will have to win two games. To, to have the same record as the 49ers. Niners beat the Vikings, too, so it don't matter. Yeah, and the, the Falcons and the Saints have to win two games to to to, to even out. By the way, he's going to try to play through it. Jimmy G's going to try to play through it from everything that I'm reading. So, I mean, you know, it's because Kyle Shanahan said they – not, not, not now they might go over. You know <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Jimmy, Jimmy's actually played okay. Yes, man, and that's why I say, man, it sucks for Jimmy. He plays okay, but I feel like uh, Andrew Jimmy is not. I feel like a Trey Lance is better than Andrew Jimmy. But yeah, we'll see. But hey, he did it. I'm not the coach over there, so hold on real quick. The Niners is in the playoffs right now. 
They only got to win one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you you think they can win a game without Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback if he if he isn't going to play with it? They're in the hunt. They haven't clinched a berth yet. They win next week. They clinch. If Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play through this injury as opposed to being out, you know, Trey. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy out. I'm, I'm, I'm no. I mean, Kyle I'm just saying, Shanahan. looking at the schedule, I am putting the young boy in, in against the Texans. Jimmy, if you hurt, we're not playing with you. Yo, thumb hurt. We putting the young boy in against the Houston Texans. Let me say that again for everybody. We are putting the young boy in. Didn't they just beat somebody? They beat the Chargers, man. But we're talking about a Houston, Texas team, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're going to tell me you believe in the 49ers more than you believe in the Chargers? No. I'm just saying. I'm just saying when you're a terrible team, yes, one or two games you're going to wake up, for. That's why you're getting the number one draft pick. You <laughs> <laughs> No, I got you. Know you. I, got I, got you. I, mean, I got you in the NFL, you getting checked too. <laughs> I ain't saying you going to 16 or something. You, you hey, going to find a way to scratch and claw and win a game, but you're not doing it consistently. That's what bad football teams do. They, they have everybody saying, oh, shoot, they made the plays, and then the next 12 games, they ain't do nothing. So, yes, the Niners going to beat the Texans up. What the young boy, look at this boy here. <laughs> hey, they're on a winning streak. Cam Newton, uh, he he talked like somebody who was ready to hang him up, but more like it was a little. I want to say sad because I'm smallest violin for a person who's had a terrific career, won an MVP, number one pick overall, Heisman. Like you know, Cam Newton was a generational talent. It is a generational talent, but hearing him talking that post game presser, boys, he it sounds like he knows the the end is around the corner. It was it was tough to hear it, and especially with the I'm back coming back into the Charlotte area and coming back to the Carolina Panthers I, I thought he was kind of cooked but I wanted to see for sure and maybe this second stint would would, would reveal that or not but uh, watching Cam struggle the way he struggled this season listening to him in that post-game press conference what were your thoughts on uh, what has been uh, you know like a, a Haley's Comet kind of talent that hit the NFL not too long ago and is seemingly uh, burning out a little bit due to injury and all the other stuff you know for me it was disappointing because, number one, I feel like Cam knows that he didn't play lights out. So, which means, you know, he's probably not going to get an opportunity next year to go be a starter on a team. Now, I do think that Cam could be a very good backup for somebody, you know, if that's something that, that, he, want, that, that he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Come in here and be a good backup for a team, you know. But I, I hate seeing situations like this because – Cam made a couple mistakes, but Cam didn't play terrible, terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a lot of plays that Cam came back to Carolina and made. It was a lot of plays that looked like Matthew Stafford and Carson Wentz, too, where, like, where in the world is you throwing the ball? Just like, you know, any of these quarterbacks that we say in is halfway decent. You know what I'm saying? The team he owned is absolutely terrible. And they were supposed to be a solid defensive team, but they're not stopping nobody. They're not getting no takeaways. They're not doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? So Cam came into a situation to where, yes, first game they beat up on the Arizona Cardinals, but I felt like he did not play terrible, terrible. He's just on a terrible team. You know what I'm saying? And he's not that quarterback anymore that's on a terrible team, and I'm going to fix all these problems. He's not that guy. You know what I'm saying? But I felt like Cam Newton did enough this year to let teams know that he still can play the game. I don't think he's a starter. But I do think that he could be a very good backup yeah. for a Chicago Bears team if they got a if they got the young fella Justin Fields and you got a Cam Newton behind him that could come in if something happens. I do think that he'd be a good backup. But I, you know, I just think hearing that because I heard the I heard the press conference. I just think listen to it. He knows like that. it ain't the same. You know, it's it's there. Like I, number one, I'm not that guy no more to like you know I'm a bona fide All Pro MVP, and he knows like man, dang. This thing almost over. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the that's the tough part about it. But I, I still felt like he did a lot of good things, man. And it was some, you know, obviously the plays where you throw in the pick or whatever, where it's like, man, what are you doing? But I, I thought Camp played well, man, and did what he could do on a on a team without a Christian McCaffrey and not a lot of weapons on the outside. Did what he could, man. Is is uh DJ Moore hurt? He there. Only person, only key person hurt on their offense is McCaffrey. He got, he got weapons. He got weapons. But I'm, but I'm saying they, they, they benched, they benched Sam Darnold too because he wasn't making no plays. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like you already was a bad football team. You know, Sam Darnold came in there, he ain't making no plays. Cam Newton came in there, he did what he do. 
James, what's a what's a perfect uh, perfect quarterback rating? I don't know, ain't it like one something? One fifty eight point three. This man, Cam Cam had a game. He had a five point eight quarterback rating. Yeah, it's, five point eight, bro. He 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 played last week. It got a thirty four point five, bro. Like I'm I'm not trying to knock Cam and say that he's a bad player, but I knew this was gonna happen. I I knew that Cam wasn't. Cam Newton, you know. He, but I want to, I want to know, like, I'm even just Cam in his prime. You no, know I'm saying certain players that play a certain way, and if you can't, if you can't play that way, is is you have to understand that hey, it's, it's time to be, it's time to, to to support somebody else. I'll wrap it up, you know, because the thing is, Cam Newton is, man, they gave him the freight train X factor on Madden. That means. You running people over. Like, you you basically – you Nick Chubbs at quarterback. No, I'm, I'm for real. I'm, I'm for real, though. I'm for real, though. Like, basically they say, hey, man, this guy's out here. You know, he's a quarterback. He can throw it, but he – man, he like a running back out here. And the Cam, Cam Newton, like, he's not he, – he don't really scare you running the ball like that no more. He can do it, but he don't really scare you running the ball like that no more. And since he had his shoulder surgery – he has not scared anybody throwing the ball. So, in, in in a team like Miami Dolphins, Flores know that. He's like, man, I'm sitting on everything, and I'm going to make you beat us throwing. You're not running the ball. I'm going to make you beat us throwing. And it's games like that come up. And to me, it didn't really surprise me. I I, I felt like Cam, was a, he's a good player. He's, a, he's one of the great, great, you know, one of the best MVP seasons, one of the best college players ever played. Like, he, his name should be in the history books of like one of the best players to ever play football. But like right now, but right now is 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 like it's, it's it's that time is up. Like that Cam Newton is not here anymore. It's it's Cameron Newton now. You know what I'm saying? Is you know what I'm saying? Is hey, it's the full name. Hey, back like you know when they say the back of the quarterback, they say your full name. They say they say Thomas Brady. They don't say Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? They like Benjamin Roethlisberger. Like his name Ben. You know what I'm saying? Like Ryan on right now. No, I'm just saying. Like when when you younger and all that. Like they they you know Cam Newton, man, Tom Brady, all like all like you killing it. You know, but when when you start to get older, like they they don't refer to backup quarterbacks by you know short names and all that. It's time for him to be Cameron Newton. You know, hey. It's, it's Cameron yeah. Newton, bro. Like you coming in, hey, just make sure you don't lose us the game, bro. Like just don't lose us the game. <laughs> like and that's like this man has six games through five picks, four interceptions, and six hundred yards. It's some some quarterbacks right now are throwing six hundred <laughs> yards in a game. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? You're so right. like like obviously that was never Cam, but I just it didn't really surprise me. Like I hate to see somebody that's like he's an a icon great, for a little while, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Name in the game, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 icon the, the loser like that, but sometimes you just gotta know when it's your time too. And sometimes people don't want to know when it's their time. Yeah, and I think I think Cam is coming to grips with that uh, in that in that post game presser, and and that's why he stopped himself too because I think he he's like, wait a minute, this sounds like a retirement speech, and he actually mentioned, hey, I'm not retiring, y'all, but he uh, he said it's frustrating when you when you don't know how good you, you, you know, when you knew how good you were and you can't get back to that level. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Speaking of, of, of different levels, let's, uh, 
let's let's get let's get ahead of the game here and jump into some of this award conversation. So, you know, what we got is coach of the year, defensive player of the year, and MVP. Um coach of the year. Let's 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 get to that and then work our way to the to the best award, which is MVP. Right now, if you guys were sizing up with a couple of weeks left in the NFL season, who would you guys say are the, the, the couple of guys that are leading the way for Coach of the Year, or who is your winner overall? So before, like, this four-game losing streak, I had John Harbaugh. Uh, but since this losing streak, I, I, I would like to use LeFleur, but, like, he got Aaron Rodgers. Like, that don't count. So... <laughs> Tell Phil Jackson that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Mike Vrabel, and the reason I'm gonna go with Mike Vrabel is, is because nice. he's still they've they been still playing pretty well without Derrick Henry, and everybody said they can't do nothing without Derrick Henry, and his team is still they're the second team in in the AFC, and if the Chiefs mess up, which they're not going to, they can get the number one seed, and then getting the number one seed. And you're without possibly the best player in the NFL, like that's that's a lot. You know, he's not the best player in the NFL, but like one of the most dominant players in the NFL, like that's that's a whole lot. You know, so um, I would have to, I would probably go with Mike Vrabel. You know, so uh, I can't give like the like I can't give Frank Wright it because you know they might not even make the playoffs. But he's he's doing some amazing stuff. But I would have to go with Mike Vrabel. For me, I mean, as much as I want to say Coach Floor, I mean Coach Floor. I mean, first first ever in NFL history coach to win 12 games in three straight years. You know, that that's big time. But like you said, Ry, I agree. 12 is the baddest man on the planet. That's including Tom Brady. That's including Patrick Mahomes, whoever you want to put in there. 12, the baddest man on the planet. So, yes, 12 does cover up a lot of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? 12 does make a lot of plays for your ball club, just like Tom does make a lot of plays and make Bruce Arians look good. You know what I'm saying? Patrick Mahomes making Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy look good. Tua ain't making nobody look good. If somebody told you and Jason that, hey, man, Absolutely put 100000 Absolutely not. <laughs> on the Dolphins winning seven straight. Y'all would have been like, boy, you think I'm wasting, you think I'm wasting no, my money? <laughs> Okay. Absolutely. Not. I still don't want to put it on it now. I know what happened. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. That you like even me watch, even me watching it happen. I'm still gonna get off this show. Like, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But for him, for him to win seven straight, man, and have his team in the playoffs, man, or in the playoff hunt. I don't know where they are in the AFC, but to have them where they are, winning seven straight games, you know, with Tua. Really, you know, it's not a lot of really explosive players on that offensive side of the ball besides Jalen Waddle. You know what I'm saying? And they won seven straight. So I think, I mean, you got to give credit to Coach Flores, man, uh, the job he's doing over there in Miami. I, in my humble opinion, I think he's the front runner for the coach of the year, man, winning, winning seven of them things straight, you know. And you don't have a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? Your quarterback situation, you done started uh, Brissett and Tua and, and all these dudes. Your quarterback carousel been up and down. and. You know, you got your team winning seven straight, man. I like Coach Flores for Coach of the Year. I think both of those choices are outstanding. I, I'm leaning towards Andy Reid uh, because Andy Reid and the, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, everybody can't wait for uh, the team that is dominant or that is that entertaining or is filled with that much talent to fall off. And for them to rebound and play the football that they've played, they, I mean, they started the season three and four. Started the season three and four, and we talked about it week after week about how awful that defense was, and how you know maybe have they figured out Patrick Mahomes? You have to just sit in the cover two or cover three shell and and, and allow him to take a take a chance and take the ball away from. Him. All they've done is won eight straight games. They've turned the defensive round. Patrick Mahomes is looking like himself every once in a while, like a little bit more consistently. After I, I look at it like this, they have made a season long adjustment all year long and I, I gotta credit Andy Reid for that gotta credit Eric Bieniemy for that that entire coaching staff so I, I'd have to go with, with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs as far as coach of the year is concerned but I don't think any of the names we mentioned uh, whether it be Mike 
Vrabel or Brian Flores or anybody else. I mean, Michael, you know, Matt LaFleur, like you mentioned, James, I mean, winning 30 games in your first three seasons, at some point you're going to have to get some recognition for doing something right because mm-hmm. they've been without, what, four offensive linemen. Yep. Um, you know, Zadarius Smith has been out. Jair Alexander has missed time. Like, they've done a lot of things plugging holes where teams who have had the same kind of injury um, – injury-filled season, it would be sitting at, you know, instead of 12-3, and three, we'll be sitting at, you know, I don't know, 9-6 and six or something like that. And still 7-7-1. Seven, seven yeah, and, exactly. Exactly. And still being like, oh, we got a chance. Look at what they've done. Well, all, all they've done is, is, is mask all those injuries, obviously, with great quarterback play, but the coaches have something to do with it. So I don't think – I think there's a lot of guys in the running for it this year, and I don't think I could say uh, definitively one guy deserves it over the other. But I would say, for me, it would have to be uh, Andy Reid and the way the Chiefs have turned that thing around around this year uh let's move on to defensive player of the year and a lot of people think this thing this thing is wrapped up because anytime you turn on a tv uh you know Diggs is out there getting another interception but i know this uh i know this pod has an affinity for a certain defensive lineman so i'm looking forward to hearing what you guys feel ryan let's start with you defensive player of the year this year for you i think the stat was like what's our record uh we seven seven one so there still is a seven and two when uh, TJ plays more than 70% of the snaps. Oh, that's a good stat. Right, right. But the Steelers are 0-5-1 when he does it. And he had 17 and a half sacks in 12 games. Like, his his numbers are crazy compared to, like, everybody else's numbers when it like, you go game for game. But obviously, everybody loves Dallas Cowboys and they're America's team. So, everybody want to say Michael Parsons or, or, or Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs has been playing better the second half of the season like when it comes to being on ball defense compared to he has the second the first half of the season. And he's constantly still catching interceptions. But for DBs to catch interceptions, you need pressure. And I'm gonna have to go with TJ. Like I feel like he brings so much volume to our team and you obviously see how the team plays when he does not play. So I, I'm gonna have to go with it. I'm gonna have to go with TJ Watt. I'm very biased. So uh, I'm gonna have to go with TJ Watt. I think Michael Parsons should definitely be in the running for it, uh, but I, I'm gonna have to go with TJ Watt. So um, I love that stat. I do. That, that's the big time stat. I'm not a stats guy. I'm not a stats guy. <laughs> I'm I'm a eye I'm a eyeball test guy. I'm a eyeball. I'm a eyeball <laughs> test guy. You know what I'm saying? And when I'm an eyeball test guy, number one, it's a no brainer. That is TJ Watt. It's a no, it's a no-brainer. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you watch the game of football, number one, the reason why I say it's a no-brainer is because he has the eyeball test, but he has the stats to back it up. Right? Now, do I feel like Aaron Donald is still that dude? You know what I'm saying? Do I still think he should be in the contentions for that? Yes. But I think if we're talking about stats and eyeball tests this season, when TJ Watt was on the field. He was the best defensive player on the field. He was unblockable by anybody. And Miles Garrett is, is right up there too. But TJ Watt has played less games than this dude, more sacks than this dude, and just game-winning, changing plays. And that's why that stat is like that, because TJ Watt has made plays when the game was on the line. He has won the game on defense. You know what I'm saying? He's stripping people. People try to run at him and all that. He's knocking the ball out and all that. But it's a no-brainer this year that when T.J. Watt was healthy on the football field and and what he's put together, T.J. Watt, the best defensive player in the National Football League, no nod to Michael Parsons. You know, Michael Parsons was a dog. We see Michael Parsons making play after play. You know, obviously we see Aaron Donald. Yeah, obviously we see Aaron Donald still being Aaron Donald, taking on the triple team, still causing havoc and making plays. But T.J. Watt, man, just – he just truly dominant. I mean, he missed two games, man, and he on pace to break straight. He's still on pace to break Strahan's record. You know what I'm saying? And he's dealt with growing injuries and all that. So I agree with Ryan on this this one. You know, even though I play for a Steelers and I ain't a big Steelers fan, I'm a big T.J. Watt fan. T.J. Watt is a dog, and when he out there on the field, man, he the baddest man on the defense right now. And, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer that it's T.J. Watt. Yeah, Watt leads the NFL in sacks. He leads the NFL in QB hits. He leads the NFL in sack rate. He, he's getting a home on 6% of his pass rush snaps. And they don't keep stats of game-changing plays too, man. 
Yeah, no, nah, he's 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 doing everything, man. And he's the only only pro. This is from Tom Pelissero, NFL.com. Only Pro Football Hall of Famer Reggie White averaged more sacks per game in the strike shortened '87 campaign than Watt uh, so far this season. So, I mean, the dude is doing historical things. Right, right. Like you, like you said, Miles Garrett, Trayvon Diggs, Joey Bosa, Aaron Donald, Robert Quinn, Jalen Ramsey, uh, all names are thrown in the hat, but. Uh, in the end, is uh, is T.J. Watt this year, and I think the MVP is right there in terms of a no-brainer as well. Uh, I'll let James, I'll let James lead off who the, the most valuable player in the NFL should be this year. Oh, you already know who it is, man. It's it's AR twelve, man. You talk, you talking about a dude, man. The boy got four interceptions. You know, be I, I don't, I mean, I don't even care about the the yards thrown or the touchdown. The boy got four picks. You know what I'm saying? His team, 12 and 3. Like I said before, he's the baddest man on the planet. When you watch him play, he's the baddest man on the planet right now, including Tom, including Patrick Mahomes. He just he just like that, man. I, I, I don't know about y'all because y'all, y'all ain't played with him, and, but just watching him, every time he touched the ball, I feel like the right play is about to be made. I, I do. I'm like, if the ball into it, the right play is about to be made, man. You know what I'm saying? So for me, this is another no-brainer, you know. It's AR-12, Aaron Rodgers for MVP, and my runner-up is Jonathan Taylor. When you know you're going to run it and there's 32 people in the box and he's still running and he breaking 87 tackles a game, you know what I'm saying? Boy, he got, what, 19, 20 touchdowns or what, 18 touchdowns? You know, he my runner-up, but, you know, the MVP of the league, is Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's a no-brainer. There it is. Ryan, you agree? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> he don't want to say it, though. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. No, <laughs> <laughs> <Jonathan> Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, Jonathan Taylor's having a great year, man. I, I, Aaron Rodgers, it's crazy how he only has four picks. Like, how does he – That's like, amazing. Like, I'm looking at his stats. He has two years of his career where he has over t- ten interceptions. Like – that makes no sense, man. Like it was, it was really crazy, and not to cut you up, but it was crazy when he broke Brett Favre's, you know, touchdown record last week. You know, the four forty three, and they put them stats up there next to each other. First, he did it. In, first, he did it in two less seasons. Brett Favre had two hundred and forty six picks in in sixteen years. In seventeen seasons, twelve got ninety three interceptions. That is That's ridiculous, crazy. bro. That's that crazy. is. Because when you turn the ball over like that, you, you call know it what I'm right? <laughs> like, look at this guy. He's all willy-nilly with the football. He's doing everything. You know what I mean? Like, look how much fun it is for turnovers. And then when you see somebody who don't turn over, it's like, yeah, this dude better, though. <laughs> I like Jonathan Taylor, but it's hard to go away from 12. No, yeah. It's hard to go away from 12, and and he, he's having an awesome season. And then the, the award has just turned into a quarterback award. So, uh, basically – if we're going to just continue to give the award to quarterbacks, obviously it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. But if we're going to actually give the award to the best player on the, in the field uh, other than Aaron Rodgers, I think it's Jonathan Taylor. And, and, the, reason, yeah, and the reason I say that is because, like you said, he's running the ball. You know he's getting it. He, he this, I think this is his first week in like eight weeks he didn't score a touchdown, but he still got over 100 yards. It's like coaches go in the game like, hey, man, this guy right here, he averaged over 100 yards a game. We have to make sure he doesn't touch 100. And you know what he do? 150. That's it. What 140, 128. It's like it, and and a touchdown. And a touchdown. And people are like, "Man, why did you guys lose?" Yeah. You're right. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> you know, so and 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 and, 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 and you see it, he allowing his quarterback Carson Wentz to be able to play football. He, he's allowing the team to establish an identity and everybody else to play well. So, I think to me that uh, if it if it isn't Aaron Rodgers, I, I would have to go with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, and when I watch Jonathan Taylor, man, to be straight up honest with you, I see Adrian Peterson all day. And I, I played with I played it, and I played against Adrian Peterson in his day when he won the MVP and he finished the season with two hundred and ninety seven yards against us and solidified the MVP. But bro, we had thirteen people in the box, and you still see AP coming through this whole. Bucking that head, <laughs> bucking that head, coming down the side. I'm like, how can we not stop him? But that's the same feel I get with Jonathan Taylor when he touch it. I'm like, here you go, 
<laughs> Here you go. He about to break a tackle and get going. So, you know, I like the Jonathan Taylor pick. I just think when you talk about a man that played quarterback and throw this football, you know, a thousand times a year, and for you to have four mistakes, <laughs> and when I say mistakes, I mean four picks, that's crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? That and, right. and for your yeah. team to be winning and be 12 and three or whatever the Packers record is, I just think it's going to be hard to go with, go against 12. And he still got two games left to kind of pat this thing up. All right. Well, that wraps it up for us. We got to let coach get to practice. So what, what's, what's the name of the, uh, the, the squad? What's, 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 what's the squad? Name? We, are, we are the elite bears, man. Uh-huh. We the elite bears. Yeah. So, yeah. Somebody yeah, has yeah. to be, you know. Yeah, I got, I, got, I, got, I got some goons out here, man. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got some goons out here that, you know, I ain't going to say we see them playing on Sunday, but we definitely see all of them playing on Saturday. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's outstanding. Shout out to the elite bears out there. Like I said, somebody's got to be an elite bear. And the damn show ain't going to be the Chicago ones. (laughs) (laughs) Damn show ain't going to be the Chicago ones. Oh, man. So for Ryan Shazier, James Jones, thank you so much. Next up on the Ringer NFL show is the Wednesday show with Kevin Clark and Nora Princiati. And, of course, Stephen Ruiz will be back next week. Check out the full go with me, Jason Goff, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. So for Ryan Shazier and James Jones and Arjuna Ramgopal, and of course, of course, Chris Sutton out there, we appreciate everybody and their efforts. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing to this thing. As always, we leave you with this. Take care of each other, and remember to be safe out there. One love.